Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 167. The Yankees are the best team on the planet, and I hate to open that up with that because I feel like everybody thinks we're a flip-flop, but we're not flip-flops. This team just is so polar opposite every single week, and who knows? We're going to ride high today, and we're not going to have any bad vibes at all. We will have hot or not, but the knots will be like kind of sprinkled in there, and it'll just be like, why did Wade get caught stealing twice? That's the knot, spoiler alert. Um <laughs> That's like the only reason he's on the team. I, he gets caught stealing twice. Buy it. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'll actually wait, but no, I I just don't <laughs> know what I don't know what the fuck that was. No, but. I don't know. But we'll get into that, and we'll get into the Yankees sweeping the Red Sox, and just having an overall fantastic time. Nuts were on the table, as Chandler likes to say, and Yankees were, they were there. They were doing the damn thing, and you know we have a little bit of Joe West to thank for that last game. Thanks, Joe West. Claps up to you. Yeah. I mean, not really. <laughs> that was... The real MVP. Well, no. I, and why don't we just get into that right now to open it up? Because I know the, like, you know, it's not entirely because of that. Because, you know, St- Judge still hits the home run after that. But that's not necessarily true. You never, you don't really know what would have happened. So I'm just happy that he did agree, <laughs> egregiously call that not to on the me, transfer. Because that was on the transfer for sure. No, to me, that's the world evening itself out for three or two drop pop-ups and one at bat. Well, that was, yeah, like, but that, but that was actually on faults. us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that that is the world evening itself out. That's it. Because that should never happen at the major league level. I actually got sad and left the bar and my phone died and I was just riding the Uber home pouting. And then I got home and they were winning. So that was cool. I mean, I, I, I literally have, I had no words when that happened. I could not I fathom stuck. what what just went down. Yeah. Two, two of like probably two of our best fielders, go Glovers, consistently. DJ made two diving ups. double plays. Yeah, just fantastic plays, and then he just follows it up with that. See, that one was a little less egregious because it was technically you know in foul territory, so it didn't. I mean, it absolutely fucking mattered, and it it like negatively impacted us. But the other one was literally directly leading to a run. And that Crazy. was just, that was insane. Yeah. I literally said it out loud to Damon. We were sitting on the couch watching the game, and I was like, just please, please catch that. Because it was obviously three minutes before DJ just drops that foul ball. And no part of me actually thought he would drop it. And then I've, I actually genuinely don't think I've been more shocked in my life. Yeah, that was that was, that was crazy. I think it was really funny because, like, uh, Matt Vaskersian afterwards was like, um, he was like, yep. Uh, two two drop pop-ups. Maybe it was the conditions. And so let me just check. Wait, nope. There are zero conditions right now. It is a <laughs> clear sky. There is no, there's absolutely no wind right now. I can't I didn't hear that. I, yeah, he said that. He said it really quickly. He was like, Thank God let me check real that. quick. Oh, there are no conditions. Dude, that broadcast is fucking brutal. I got to say with the broadcast, I was saying this to Damon too. Um, obviously, A-Rod is A-Rod. And did you guys hear him? say uh Rizzo's name like that he goes I actually want to play it he goes Rizzo <laughs> I think it was a pretty good pretty good uh pretty good impersonation there I'll play it right now for the people who haven't heard that we posted him he was just randomly saying Rizzo's name when he was making no, a he, play. Made, he made a pick and then it was really it was funny Anthony Rizzo <laughs> oh. Rizzo! <laughs> I'm going to put that on the like loop. A-Rod. I'm going to wake no. up. That's gonna be my alarm going forward, but that's classic A-Rod. Uh, and one one other thing on the broadcast, how many, I just, I just don't understand how many times, like I get, you know, the Poppy A-Rod relationship is, is, is pretty cool and they have a lot of stories, but like, I feel like enough is enough. Like how many times are you going to talk about the 2004 collapse and like oh hey poppy remember when you did this like you're pretty good in october that would tell the people how you do it and he's like yeah you know i trained a lot i was really diligent like yeah we fucking know you tell us every other sunday that you come and do this shit with a rod and you guys act like it's the first time you're fucking talking about it 
Dude, ESPN does that in everything, though. Like, it's not yeah, even just baseball. about the fight, too. His, like, fight in fucking 2003 or four or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they put him on the spot. Yeah, he was just like, With yeah. Baratech? Yeah, I was like, this is fucking terrible. Please stop. Like, there's a game going. Like, I miss. There was, like, three plays in a row that they missed because they were just sitting there fucking yammering on. Exciting plays in a game that matters. Like, yeah, probably like, the biggest game of the year to date for either of those teams. And, and they were in a split screen. screen. Yeah. Yeah, they're in well, split screen. It's, it's because they're trying to appeal to other people who are not, like, the everyday baseball Appeal fan. to me. Appeal to the people that I know, like you. I know. I know what they should do, but they're not doing that. They're trying to, like, spark some conversation, something interesting to people who are not, who are just, like, casually watching the game on ESPN. But also, not only was it yeah. one of the most important games of the year, but it was also during a very pivotal moment where things were happening, and yeah. they still decided to go split screen and talk about the story that they, they sound like old, like, grandpas talking about the glory days just for the millionth they are. time because they have dementia <laughs> And they just keep fucking talking about it. You want to appeal to other people? Stop blacking out games in the city you fucking live in. There you go. Fuck you, Rob. Manfred. Simple solution. All right, let's talk about the game that was played. That's going to be the only little bit of of gripes. I do have the gripe alert button if you want me to press it. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for my... I actually do have a gripe later, so I'll save it for that. But the gripe alert button Wait, is coming out of retirement. Backboard to yourself. You can lay me up one later then. Um, so do you guys want to just get right into Hot or Not? Because the Hot or Nots that I have written down are directly, obviously, correlated to the big man and a lot of a lot of topics that we're going to talk about. So without further ado, who wants to do the Hots and who wants to do the Nots? Murphy, go for it. You haven't been here in a while. I'm going to pass right, it to so you. Which pass one do you baton. want? Pass the baton. We'll give Murphy give the, the Hots. Yeah. Those, are, those, are, those are fun. You still Too remember how to, to do this? Yeah. All right. Well, it's been like... Two weeks. I don't like All right. Well, right? for the people who are listening in for the first time, that was a good like professional segue to tell people how what we do here. So hot or not, we just basically I'm gonna say some things about people who have been hot recently, and you're gonna buy or sell whether or not that can continue, or honestly, is it is it real going into the playoffs? Because I mean, continue. It's like is this gonna is this, six is this, games is this kind of shit gonna happen in the playoffs? I better fucking hope so. And that's the question, basically. Yeah, buy or sell that they're gonna they're gonna make this shit happen in the playoffs. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, obviously, I was gonna start with the big man, Giancarlo Sten. This season, he has 20 go-ahead hits, which is the most by far on the team. Since August 3rd, he has 18 home runs. This series, he has three home runs, one in each game, 10 RBIs, zero runners left on base all weekend, which is honestly the most wild set from that entire thing. Fine. <laughs> you have the card out? You're buying? Aaron Judge, this season has seven go-ahead hits. That is the end of the music. I don't know why. We'll turn it back on. Aaron Judge has seven go-ahead hits this season in the eighth inning or later. No one in the MLB has more than that. And didn't look up the specific stats, but the boy was playing baseball this weekend. You buying him? Of course. Clay Holmes. Who the one. fuck is Clay Holmes? We'll play that soundbite from the boys. All the boys, full house here today. We all shat on Clay Holmes, as we should have, but... Since he has been playing in any 28 one-game span in Yankees history, he had 30-plus strikeouts in one walk. So I did that kind of backwards. So 30-plus strikeouts in one walk in any 21-game span in Yankees history. The names that have done that are Clay Holmes in 2021, Andrew Miller in 2016, and Marion Rivera in 2005. That's a tricky one. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Boo. Well, I mean, you got to make a decision here, buddy. It's the whole point. <laughs> I'll, well I'll reluctantly buy. Well, no, call it a do it what Chandler says. Tentative buy. <laughs> it's always a tentative buy. So talk to me, Goose. Why did you tentatively buy Clay Holmes? Because obviously, I think all of us across the board are buying Stanton and Judge. Well, like, yeah, I just, he's not on the same echelon as Rivera and Andrew Miller. Yeah, I mean, naturally. Like, I, clearly. So, like, I don't know. That seems more like a fluke to me than Stanton and Judge is all. So here's my like question to you about that. Sit here and buy all of them. No, I agree. But do you think, obviously that's not really what I meant by that. I was just naming the crazy stat that has happened. So are you buying that, that he can be 
borderline the most dominant pitcher in our bullpen from here on out. Because right now, honestly, if we were going to do a trust tree to final, finish out the season with who we got right now, I would consider Clay Holmes to be at the top, if not up there. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll buy that because given how our bullpen's been this year, it's been really hot and not just like the rest of the team. So you got to ride the hot hand. So, yes, I will He's buy been hot the whole time, you, though. No, he has. I agree. I'm I'm all in on Clay Holmes, dude. I yeah, mean, I'm all aboard the I'm all aboard the Clay right. train. I mean, I dude, so. just like it's it's not only the numbers that I just read to you, like just the eye test and just watching how actually nasty his pitches are. Like that's probably one we didn't know who he was, and I'm about to play like our reaction to to that because we had a live reaction when he got traded, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But like the numbers weren't great. I know the sabermetric numbers were good, and that's why they wanted to go after him. And obviously we're seeing that now, but like after watching this man pitch, that sinker is fucking disgusting. Like he's a good pitcher. He's he's a nasty pitcher. So stuff is absolutely nasty. And that 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 last game he had where he struck out the side on eleven pitches, that whole inning he was just on cruise control and was dominating them. They like they had no idea what to do with it. He almost had an immaculate inning. He was two pitches shy of an immaculate inning. Did you see the pitch he threw was a 98-mile-an-hour sinker that started, like, middle of the plate and ran under his hands? Yeah, dude. And his and his fastballs, they go um, they go in on righties, and it's impossible to hit. Yeah, they got serious tail on them. He, he literally was 11 pitches in that inning, three strikeouts. Just shy of an immaculate inning. My question to you guys before we move on, do you think we should have kept him in? Because I think it's fairly obvious a that we did. I mean, yeah. hindsight Absolutely. now is twenty twenty, but I still think in that moment, me and Damon were talking to each other, like, why are we pulling him? He literally threw 11 pitches. This is just this is getting too cute. I feel like he was trying to outmanage other managers that are clearly smarter than him, and that's just kind of the a tale as old as time with Boone, is like trying to prove to people that he's smart <laughs> by trying yeah. to press the right button. Meanwhile, the easier decision was the better one. By keeping in a guy who nearly threw an immaculate inning the prior inning, like he like he clearly showed that he was dominating the the the, the hitters that inning. He has been dominating them the previous games, and we've an off we had an off day the following day, which is today. There's absolutely no reason to take him out right there. Like, and yeah. there's there's no re- I I don't get. There's one lefty up, and there was two more righties up right after that. If yeah, you're gonna play lefty righty card, there's absolutely no reason to take him out of that position and. Again, right. It's 2020 now because we can definitely say that we should have taken him out because we blew the game afterwards. But um, yeah, because Jolie comes in and he did not get it. He done, blows it. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I, like oddly confident in Jolie most of the time. I don't know why. I think it's just like I like the way he throws. There's no very, stats to back that up. Yeah, he's like an average pitcher. Like we've yeah, said it before, he hasn't really had a moment where we were like, fuck Jolie Rodriguez, which is good. It's better than most people like, can say. Yeah, but he also has that moment that's like, whoa, exactly. Jolie Rodriguez. This this is a this is a dude. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I, like I just him. wanted to play our reaction to the Clay Holmes deal just to give him a little bit of uh, give him the last laugh on this one because we were clearly wrong, but so was everybody else. So the Yankees have acquired no Clay Holmes Ugh, God. from the Pirates, Diego Castillo and Hoy Park. What? Wait, you what? gave up them for Clay Holmes? Who the fuck is Clay Holmes? They just traded away Park. Castillo. They gave away is... Park? Yeah, they just traded Hoy Park and Diego Castillo, who are both fucking awesome. So who the fuck is this? Wait, what? Clay <laughs> Holmes? What was his yeah. name? The Yankees have announced today that they've acquired right-handed pitcher Clay Holmes from the Pittsburgh Pirates in exchange for Diego Castillo and Hoy Park. How do you spell Holmes? H O M H O L M E S. He's twenty eight. Dude, what? Yeah, he just tried to spell Holmes. Just he got a career. I'm nervous. All right, I'm. Dude, they traded Hoy Park. Point five. He's got a five point five ERA for his career. He's a negative one, negative point one war this year. Wow. There's your cell. Well, that's not a sell. That's a fucking. I know, that's, that's not a sell or a buy. That's a fucking stupid a ass move. What is going on with this fucking team? Like, why? Everything we this just talked about. Good. Why? Why are we even He's making like a twenty-eight-year-old AAA pitcher? But what I the think fuck? You're getting rid of prospects. How do you trade Hoy Park? Fucking return. 
Hoy Park's hitting like 350 in AAA. We just donated Hoy Park. We, we just gave him to the fucking Pirates. We got the Surely I'm fucking shitty mustache. I don't even care if this guy ends up being the best. Did we get Brian Reynolds? You, you lose this fucking Brian. No, we got one fucking player. How did you trade uh, on the bright side? On the bright side, Rob Brantley got sent back down to AAA, so they have room on the. I don't fucking what. I don't give a. Is fuck. Is Brian Cashman drunk? Is he just like sitting his office shit face, like pressing yes to everything? No. What does that? What does that fucking accomplish? All right, let's move on. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> So I'm reading all the fucking comments right now. All People right. are not very happy. Let's get to. So I think we have breaking news. I think we all owe Mr. Cashman a little bit of apology there. First yeah. of all, I just want to point it out. You guys probably felt the same way. That was really weird hearing all four of our voices and all four of us sitting here because <laughs> it felt like we were doing that conversation again. Like Damon laughing right there. I almost thought it was a pre-recorded thing. So you know how they say like you hate hearing your voice recorded like. Yeah, oh. I hate hearing all four. I of also hate hearing. <laughs> I hate hearing how stupid I sounded in July. I think that's so funny though, because like not the voice thing, but just the conversation, the fact that we were talking about selling at that point, yeah. and then <laughs> here we are. Yeah, oh how we far we've come. It's just, it's just a, uh, it's a, uh, it just goes to show how fucking streaky this entire season has been. My favorite part of that entire thing is Dan go. Wait, how the hell do you spell home? <laughs> <laughs> he tried to spell it H-O-M-E-S. Like Holmes. Classic. I was spur of the moment. And I'm not a good speller. Can we get an update on um, Hoy Park's stats? Yeah, well, after Because that was said, the uh, yeah. the big one we were all pissed off about. And <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope to God he's been the worst. And, I, and I'll, I'll put my hand in the air and I'll admit being wrong. Because I literally said at the end of that, and that's what made me smile at the end. It's like, I don't even care if this guy ends up being the best guy ever. Because he has a shitty mustache and we just wasted prospects for no reason. He is now the best guy ever. And is in the same company as two of the best relievers to ever wear pinstripes. So, uh, Hoy Park. Thank you. Hoy we Park really is hitting you. 190 with three home runs, 11 RBIs, and one stolen base, and a 600 OPS. In what? In 190 plate appearances. In what league? In the major leagues. Oh, he's in the majors? Yeah, yeah he's so he plays for the fucking Pirates. He's on the Pirates. I mean... He's not usually the outfielder, right? He's like a right left fielder. Yeah, he plays both at the same time. Yeah. Safe to say, we won that deal. He plays on Luke's softball team. So, yeah. He plays all three outfields. Well, there's an opening because I quit that team. So, (laughs) I don't know, man. I I thought that was really funny bringing that back up. I think he said that even if he's the best player ever, they still lose this trade. Yeah, I, uh, you like did a little little reverse mush there. I appreciate it. Yeah, You're probably the reason that he's so good. I guess sometimes you got to do that. And now you know it's funny. We're gonna replay this moment when he ends up giving up 16 and then one inning in, in the wild card game because he's yeah. in a high leverage spot. Now he's earned that. That's just the way it happens. And now I'm reverse mushing the reverse mush. So it's a lot of mushing. How about that. So we need to give Giancarlo Staten a little bit more of the spotlight here. Yeah. I mean, that stat that I read out, the zero runners left on all weekend is just, it's just a, that's just a wild stat. That is just like, you hear all these other advanced metrics and all those, like, you know, he had a, I'm sure there was a stat that he had a 500 OPS plus during this thing. And he had a, a (laughs) 2.8 OPS for this, this weekend. But just like a funny stat like that, that this just sounds wrong. Is like that made me double check it like four times. Like, there's no possible way that he didn't leave a single person stranded. Yeah, like that's not that crazy of a stat when you think of it in terms of like how many runners. You know, you could have two potential RBIs if you hit home runs every time you're up. Yeah, but you're the course of the series, right? That exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, rare enough that you have the potential to knock in ten runs, and then even more ultra rare that you knock all 10 of them in. So I would love to see the rest of the team's stat of hitting with runners on during that series. Yeah. Like, I mean the bulk of the, the bulk of the RBIs probably came from him. The whole entire he's weekend. outscored John Carlos Wait, Stanton outscored the Red Sox. for the Yeah. Series. That was my next stat that I was going to bring up. So, Stanton had 10, really? 10 RBIs. The Red yeah. Sox had nine all, all weekend. Wow. That's pretty cool. I love John Carlos Stanton. I think Break. the I think the coolest thing too is I mean obviously he's he's fucking locked in right now I mean the guy the guy's unconscious Dude, and he's, he's locked in he's too. the best player oh, yeah. in the game 
not and we had but nine, he's pretty fucking good. We had 19 runs in that series. He had 10 of them or 10 RBIs. It's pretty good. That ball literally is has he, not what, was yet. this was the was that quote from Stan true when he yeah. with the grand slam thing? Yeah, so I have that was, I got that quote. He said um well, no, he was he was talking about. I think he wrote it down somewhere. But I have it right here. It was when it was when when, Rizzo, um, when they when they brought in Rizzo. Yeah. Oh, they brought in the lefty to face Rizzo. They brought in the lefty to face Rizzo. Rizzo walked to make the bases loaded, and before that, Stan. And no, the, this is after. Right. No, but Stan said they better get him out. When, no, they asked him about that afterwards. Right. He was they were like, "What were you thinking in your head?" Right, right, right. When they brought in the lefty just to face Rizzo, because there was two outs. Rizzo up at the plate, and they decided to go with a lefty. Everybody knows that now there's a three batter minimum rule. So if you're bringing that lefty in, he was like thinking in his head, and he said this after in the post game too. He's like, "I'm all I was thinking was in my head was they better get him out because I'm about to hit a fucking grand slam if they don't." Yeah, they didn't. He did, and that is a badass fucking. That's a badass quote. That was one of the coolest Yankee moments this season. I think probably top top one or two. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. once Kluber's no hitter, I think that just has to stay there. And then I would, I don't know, I was, I, I, I was know. far more I excited about that way, hit way, than Kluber's. Way I was way perfect, more excited. Uh, okay, I guess excite, excitement factor, yes, because just of the, like, the implications. Well, no, too. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. We're, we're like about to lose the season if he doesn't do that. Like if we lost, that's true. if we went out of this series and were two and one, or I mean, if, if that was the case, it would be. Oh, it would be one one at that point, and then who knows what happens after that with the, moment, the momentum shift. I mean, that momentum carried us into a win in the third game. I mean, who knows? We we could have very well lost that game, and now we are in this podcast talking about this team losing two out of three to the Red Sox, now having probably to run the table. So that that single grand slam, I would argue, saved the season. Because there's, there's an all-star moment. Yeah, I would. There's yeah. so many things that have saved or unsaved the season, though. That's, that's, no, but that's, that's the whole that point, roller coaster though. of the year. No, I agree. It was incredible. It was incredible. I, as far as excitement level goes, that's definitely number one. Like, I can't think of another moment this year where everybody's just like, holy shit. I guess, okay, yeah. I was wrong context talking about Kluber. You're right. Because that was like, that was late game. That was the eighth inning, right? That was eighth inning we were down that put us ahead. Yeah. Grand slam, we were down by one. And it put us up 5-2. Like, that... That doesn't get much better than that, because like compar- comparatively, yes, last night's game was also crazy. Um, well, you know, Sunday night's game was also crazy, but that game to me was just a clusterfuck of so many ridiculous things going on. And then Judge had the hit, and then Stan had the hit. It wasn't one big moment that like broke the game away, just in my mind, because there was the, the drop pop ups. There was always missed calls. There was like all these other fucking like crazy things going on that just made the entire game blend into this one madness, like roller coaster. So like the whole game, when Stanley hit the grand slam, I felt like it was kind of a slow game to begin with. And then the eighth inning came and he broke the whole thing open. And that was essentially like the, the dagger. So that's why I feel like that was far more exciting and really like the game, the really a turnaround point too. Sunday versus Saturday. You're saying is more fun. No. Saturday versus Sunday. Saturday was a grand yeah. slam. Saturday was more exciting. Because Sunday was, again, Sunday was just like, there was a cluster. It was so fuck. sloppy. It was just like, what I was the fuck laying down on? in like fetal position on this couch when they dropped those two pop ups. I sunk under my table. I was sitting there watching it and I was like up and then it hit him in the knee and I just, I melted. I was just yeah. a puddle and, and, of blubber and beer and sadness. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, that Aaron Judge hit was more funny than anything because of what because of the missed strikeout call before that. So I was almost laughing more than like excited at that exact moment. And then standing at the grand slam. So I don't know. Which game was the game that that was sun, Sunday night that Stan hit Glaber in the head and he almost got concussed? Yeah, I think that was yeah, he, like broke his neck. <laughs> Stanton's just such a fucking big dude that he he like didn't hit him that hard, but I'm sure getting hit by Stanton is just not a fun time. And he obviously went through the concussion protocol while he was. I mean, I'm hoping he's okay. I don't want to laugh at a guy if he actually gets concussed because we it know was his neck what happens hurt. when players in the Yankees, Clint Frazier, deal with concussions for. I mean, that would be years. the most like Yankee injury ever. Is Stan yeah. hitting Glaber on the head and then <laughs> gets a concussion be- and is out for two to three weeks. 
Don't that would even actually put be that funny, in existence. Though. No, it wouldn't. That would be kind of funny. And then you have Tyler Wade, who can't fucking slide, apparently playing short every day. We'll get there. Or a second. That's, that's the knots. But uh, one more last one last thing I want to to talk about before we finish the hots is, I mean, I, I just this graphic that I saw of Judge and Stanton, their stats this season. Now that the season is literally a week from being over, this season Aaron Judge, two eighty five batting average, nine oh four OPS. 36 home runs, 90 RBIs. Giancarlo Stanton, 275 batting average, 872 OPS, 33 home runs, and 91 RBIs. This is the Judge and Stanton combo that we were promised in 2017, and I'm very happy that it's actually coming to fruition because both of them are playing. They're both playing a bunch of games, and I could say that because I'm talking about in hindsight this entire season. I'm not jinxing anything. Like They, they have played nearly the full season. Stanton is now playing the outfield, and I mean... Whoa, it's the second you what put him in the outfield, he plays that. fucking good baseball. And, I mean, he yeah, has been cool getting... cool driving catches. Yeah, but he, ha- he has been getting mixed in the DH a lot, which has bothered us because of the Void-Rizzo situation, which I guess is going to continue to happen. And, I mean, I, maybe in the wild card they're going to do that too because I feel they're like ev- every game is a wild card right now, so why would they do anything differently? That's what I'm saying. No, Voight, Voight is a bench player now. Yeah. They sat him against a lefty the other day. That's yeah. all you need to know. Well, I like, think I think a lot of this also goes into Stan hitting really well right now because we saw it we saw it previously in the season where Stan was going on his tear. I don't know what month that was, but he just was unconscious again and literally carried the team hitting four hundred. And he was DHing at that time. And this was around that, around that time too where we were kind of considering him to play the field. And then Boone said, oh, I'm not going to put him in the field now because I don't want to mess up with his rhythm while hitting at DH. And I feel like that same thing's happening right now where he's hitting really well, he's carrying the team right now, coming with the big moments, he's hitting in a DH spot, and Boone is afraid to take him out of that DH spot because he'll mess with his entire rhythm and and kind of like flow right now, which kind of sucks. But Sounds fucking stupid. They're winning baseball games, so... I don't really, you know. It's such a fragile thing, I feel like, that we're winning baseball games because it's been so off and on that I'm just terrified. I know. Like, part of me part of me is like, yeah, let's try and put Luke Voigt in, but the other part of me is a little stitious. And Gardner's playing pretty well. Very and, well. Yeah, he's playing well. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to justify putting him in right now when you have a hot stand coming out of DH spot. You don't want to mess with his rhythm. And Gardner is also playing well right now. I don't know. It, it's a tough thing to justify and, get, and continue to get mad at now because we're winning baseball games. It's a good problem. I'm not to have. even mad at it. It's just like it's sad more than anything because he didn't. Luke Voigt has not done anything to lose a starting job, whether it be DHing or whatever. And he was. I mean, he carried the team to the playoffs last year single handedly. <clears throat> so it just on, sucks on one foot too. Yeah. yeah, on one on one foot he limped his way. Single handed lo- single footedly. <laughs> but no, it was uh that's what I'm saying. It kinda sucks because I feel like they've kind of ruined that relationship. We talked about it before, not to beat a dead horse, but I feel like they kind of just like completely ruined the relationship on a guy that is still supposed to be here for three more years when Rizzo's a rental and you have all these moving parts where it's very easy to move Voight into a lineup at least semi-regularly and they just abandoned it all together i think they just ruined a very good relationship so yeah i mean uh, now, now, you're at the point, now you're at the point where and i think i've said this before is that you've literally ruined this relationship with Voight, and i don't think you're going to resign rizzo so now i feel like you're at the point that you're probably gonna be forced to resign rizzo which might not be the worst thing in the world but like now you don't have two options you have one like Voight's not going to want to be here you might request a trade. I don't know what his deal is, this contract, but like, you're almost your hands almost forced to just pay Rizzo what he wants. And I, I don't know if I'm upset about it, but I am upset that they did ruin their relationship with a player who's been nothing but fantastic for us. So I think it's almost inevitable now that they're going to get one of the big shortstops, keep Glaber at second, and move DJ to first. To me, that yeah. seems like what almost yeah. it's what it's like shipping it, up to be. But yeah, it's, it's that's all the foregone conclusion. Yeah. Uh, one, thing I, one thing I did want to bring up was the policy. one thing I did want to bring up was the whole uh, just this list of Stanton's big hits this year. Because remember, I mentioned that he has twenty go aheads, go ahead hits this season, which is the most by 
anyone on the team by far. And just a few of them. Like, he had the go-ahead the go home run in the Field of Dreams game. He had the walk-off single to end the losing streak, home run to shut up Lindor, grand slam to put us back on top in this game. He had a walk-off single against Washington on on March 9th. Just so many game-tying RBI single versus Philadelphia. Go-ahead RBI single in the 8th against Boston back in August. Game-tying RBI with two outs in the 10th versus Seattle. Just like wild, wild, wildly clutch season that he's having right now. Wildly just good overall when I just read those season-long stats to you. And yet, I feel like if he strikes out five times next game, he's going to get booed. Oh, yeah, he's going to get booed on strikeout three. Yankee fans are the nature of the beast. stupid. I, I just there's I know, nothing. People were talking matter. about it before and saying like, is he boo proof? I think it was Hubs and them. People were shitting on that take that he, he's boo proof. Those are probably the people that want to boo him more. I don't know how you can boo him. I mean, he's like, people just don't look at what he's actually been doing. Like that list of go ahead numbers. I feel like when I tell you that he has 20 go ahead hits most on the team, like that's almost not believable because everybody feels like he's having a shitty year. And then when you look at it on November or not November, today's September 27th on September 27th, you can look back in hindsight and be like, wow, he's had a fantastic year that might get some MVP votes. I'll stick to this till the day I die. The reason he gets booed is because how ugly it is when he is bad. Yeah. And like even no matter how few and far between it is in a season like this, the strikeouts where he misses by like 45 inches are why he gets booed, which yeah, re- right ugly. or wrong, he does have some ugly strikeouts. That's he's like a notoriously ugly strikeoutist, but yes, but I've also watched that home run that he hit. Oh no 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 no! Me too. No, repeat, I'm a, I, which is don't gorgeous. Get me, don't get me wrong. I think it's absolutely fucking stupid to boo him. I'm just saying. I think that if if I had to guess why, it's got to be that. And also, shut the fuck up about the contract. You're paying twenty two million dollars for him. Get over it. Twenty two million dollars for this level of production. You would take it in a heartbeat. It's also not our money. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, I'm just like if you put a blind face and his resume out on the free agent market, he's what thirty one. Like he's gonna get more than twenty two million a year. Just a blind face and a resume, people be like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's like a thirty plus million dollar a year player." We're paying twenty two million. Just stop, stop saying his contracts weighing the team down. It's just not true. It's not true. I I listened to the Section Ten podcast this morning because I wanted to drink in some tears, and tears were drank. I'll tell you, but they were they drink. were even saying they were like. I forget who it was. It was like Kid Coley. He was saying like this. Stan- this is Stanton's team, and anybody who thinks otherwise is crazy. And like he's not wrong. Like everybody thinks Judge's team. Judge is having a fantastic year too. But like Stanton has been the most dominant guy in this team for the entire year. And when you look at it in a cumulative sense like that, big he's had moments like right now. This is what he does. Like he does it for a month, and he just like lights the world on fire. There was a different point in the season earlier when the season started that we were like, Stanton's going to win MVP this year because he was doing yeah, this s- in like, he like April, May. Yeah, he had like 400 in, I think it was the month of April, like leading into May. He also we hit like 10 home runs in 12 games or something ridiculous. He does this. Yeah. And then he'll go on a wildly bad streak where he strikes out a million times and his average dips back down to like 250. And then he goes on a hot streak and he brings it back up to like 275 where he's at now. And that's just like... What he does, I just hope that this streak lasts into the playoffs. Because if that is the case, if he brings this streak into the playoffs, I mean, one weekend he had 10 RBIs. This is a guy who legitimately could win you a World Series if he's on. And when he's it's alone, <laughs> if he's on and Judge is on like he is now, even goddamn Gardner is on. And that's not Guardy slander for those of you listening that are Guardy supporters. It's like, if that's what's happening... I genuinely have hope for this team to make a run. He did it last playoffs too, dear. He hit a home run in like six or seven straight games. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's, clearly it's not afraid not like of it. A, yeah. It's not like a foreign thing to him to think that he can do that. He had one bad postseason his very first year here. The, the Here's cra- my thing. Sorry. Real, no, real, quick, real quick, Murph. The craziest thing to think about right now, which I was thinking about um, right before Stan hit the home run, on Sunday night, Judge was up, and 
I, the announcers are kind of talking about it a little bit, and basically there was two outs and Judge was up. Or sorry, there was one out. And judge was up, and they were really thinking about it. Like in this situation, it's a high leverage situation, and there's no one on first base. Like you can't just pitch around Judge. Like you need to go at Judge because you don't want to get to stand with Burns in scoring position right now. And that, to me, is just insane. Like, you have to pitch to Aaron Judge, which is arguably the same hitter. You know who's Top behind, you know who's behind Stanton when you get through Stanton? Joey fucking Gallo, who's been great recently, too. And it's like, that's what got, that gets us so excited about this fucking team and why they were the, the favorites in the American League to make and win the World Series. It's just like that. But yeah, but it just it changes the pitcher's strategy because you literally have to go at these guys. You cannot pitch around them because the next guy up is just bigger and better. It's bigger fucking poison. Yeah. So that that's what gets me more. That's what gets me like so excited about this team down the stretch because the it really does change the entire strategy of how these pitchers are going at these guys. Murph, what'd you have? Yeah, so, I mean, now that we've gone down on this tangent a little bit, it's not as relevant, but I was basically, when we were talking about just how hot everybody's been, it's like, is this team hot at the right time leading into the playoffs, or is it another one of these little streaky things? And that's, that's said, really yeah. what this season boils down to, because when this team is hot, they can be, I'm confident that we can beat the Rays if we're playing at our best, because like Damon just said, you have to get through Judge, Stan, Gallo, you have Rizzo even before that, like, it's such a tough lineup, and when it's operating in the way that it's designed to which it has been for the last for the, at least the past series so the team's there the pieces are there i'm not worried about it being a wild card team it's just are we going to fall into this little spell and then get swept by the rays or something like that you know we'll get to so, the rays first you have to show up right. like this team on october 5th or 6th or whatever fucking day it is you guys all screwed me up before the show but either way you this team if you even make it there you still have six more games you have to show up like this and then you you don't have the luxury of having an off day. This team can't have one of its cold days because when they're cold, they're ice fucking cold. And I know this is kind of negative and dim on an otherwise pretty incredible weekend, but you cannot afford to come out here and throw up a dud offensively, which they've been no- – I, I think they're like 19th in the league and run scored per game. You can't go out and be that team if you want to beat the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, Whoever you end up playing in the wild card, if you play the wild card, knock on wood. But the, like you don't have the luxury to go out and try and be that streaky team if you don't get it done in one game, which is kind of why, I don't know, just, just to make this come full circle to what we were talking about to even like get us down this path, kind of why I'm okay with Gardner getting that start. I've kind of talked myself into it just because he puts the ball in play. And you desperately need that. But you need this stand to show up. You need this judge to show up. You need Gallo to show up. Play the fundamental stuff. And I'm confident they can win the wild card and go on a streak like that. I just, you know, do what you have to do game by game. And I'm totally, totally confident that they can go on a streak like that. Like you said, it's just doing it. Yes, David. Uh, one quick thing. I don't know how true this is, but I did hear one of the announcers say it at one of these games throughout the, the weekend. But... Brett Garner has seen the most pitches out of anybody in the whole league this year. That's I don't, I don't know if that's true that. or not. Why? Because he works every count. He works every single count. Yeah. I feel like that might be exaggerated because he's not an everyday player. I mean, he is now, but he's well, had I mean, streaks. He's played a fuck ton. I mean, maybe that's pitches per game. Or I'm going to fact check myself that. quickly. If, if that's actually like most pitches, period, then that's incredible because he hasn't been an everyday starter. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess he just has like 10 pitch at bats every time, I guess, so. Is it too much to ask for to just be like somewhere in the middle of 10 runs a game and throwing lights out and scoring zero runs a game and giving up a hundred? It is too much to ask because that's the type type of team we are. We're a home runner bus team. That's what this, what we get. We get moments where we put up 15 runs and we get moments where we put up zero and that's just what we are by oh. design. It's not, it's not a sh- like a fluky thing that that happens. It's how we are designed. I know, but it makes me sad, and I don't want to. I don't want to go through a series with the Rays and do that because that's just demoralizing. It's the same thing over and over and over. And they're a team that will put up consistent runs and pitch well, and that's exactly what you want. And that's not what we are. So, 
One thing that I found that was interesting, because you were talking about it, Chandler, yeah, we do still have to make it, absolutely do. And just as quickly as this team has been hot, we have seen time and time again, maybe 65 times this year on separate occasions, where we have a 13-game win streak and then follow it up with, like, losing 10 out of 14 or whatever the fuck it was. Seven straight. Seven straight. So one scenario that was reading into the the, the chaos scenarios that could happen – because this shit is absolutely wild. We're, we're dealing with playoff games right now. It's so fun to watch. But one thing that, obviously, we control our own destiny. If we win out, we win. Um, and it was interesting to note also before this the Friday game, remember that graphic came up and it said that the Red Sox had a 98% chance to make the playoffs. Curious what that is now. Um, but they had 98% chance to make it. We had 46%. And the Jays had like 70-ish percent or something like that because obviously the strength of schedule and everything and we're going against the Red Sox who were on a seven-game win streak before that. And then they, the Red Sox face um, the Orioles and the Nationals, both bottom of their, their divisions, both bad teams. Um, and the Blue Jays play us and then the, the Orioles. So when you look at those, it may, makes sense as to why some of the teams have better chances to get in, but obviously things change after that fucking sweep. Um, but here's what Jeff Passan was tweeting. He said, if the Blue Jays take two out of three from the Yankees and sweep the O's, and the Yankees take two from the Rays, and the Red Sox win four of six versus Baltimore and Washington, there will be a three-way tie for the two AO wildcard spots. I love chaos. Here's how it will work. In the case of a three-way tie... For the two spots, the tiebreakers go like this. Club A hosts Club B in the first game. The winner gets the first AL wildcard spot. The loser gets to travel to travels to Club C for the second game. And the winner gets the AL, uh, the second AL wildcard spot. Uh, because they won their series against both teams, the Red Sox get the tiebreaker pick. Re- regardless, they it's basically saying that there's a game 163 and 164. It's like a round-robin so tournament to get into the well, one-game wild card, which is like three one-game wild cards in a row. Like, imagine you're that team who, because Club C technically is waiting, I guess, for that second wild card, the second game which to get the second spot. Which team are we doing now? No, it's I just it's hypothetical. C, right? It depends. It's like, but it, the the teams in terms of ABC, how do they pick that? Is that random? It's by your head-to-head. Yeah. Which we okay. lost the head-to-head. To so the head-to-heads them. matter based on how we. Yeah, okay. Yes, but we're we've already lost the season head-to-head on Blue Jays and. Right, Red so Sox. we're probably team. C. C. Got it. Yeah. And we're playing it do or die to be the second wild card. And if you want to get even more crazy, we can always get fucking crazy here. So if the Blue Jays win two of three in New York, the Yankees get swept by Tampa, Toronto goes one and two against Baltimore, the A's win two of three in Seattle and sweep Houston, the Mariners sweep the Angels, Boston somehow goes two and four, the AL wild card will have a five-way tie. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. So for clarification, that means the Yankees will go one and five down the stretch, Red Sox two and four down the stretch, Blue Jays split three and three down the stretch, uh, Seattle four and two down the stretch, and Oakland five and one down the stretch. Every single team will finish with a ninety and seventy-two record. <laughs> Who the fuck comes up with this? Some guy on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect. That's the perfect place for someone to come up with that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I would expect nowhere else. <laughs> How absolutely wild would that be? I hope it doesn't happen, but. No, I do now not. That would that be the happens. true wild card. That would be so absolutely great. I don't even. How would that work out? That I think they just have to do like a separate like a separate playoff playoffs. series, <laughs> like push the playoffs to November and just. That's true. Let them yeah, not, not, not what do you, time what do, you do? I don't know, because if you just did it based on like division record or anything, people would just be pissed off. Like, how can you decide that based on just that? Yeah, you alone? gotta let them play. You would need to like go to get everybody go to the Field of Dreams stadium and just duke it out like round robin tournament at the Field That'd of Dreams. So Make them double headers, like do it, cram it into like two days, just old good old make fashioned like big champion style. Yeah. yeah, no, make it like an old like U Triple S A baseball tournament. Quick counts. <laughs> they do quick counts. Turned yeah. on. <laughs> Stan starts off every at bat with an O two count, and he just fucking or, hits a nuke every time. Imagine like a three inning uh, round robin like tournament. Dude, that would blow my mind. And, yeah. like, like, and, and position players have to pitch. It'd be like one Home of those. Group. It'd be like those game modes they do in the events in, like, uh, in yeah, LB yeah. the show, where you just like you have to have a, a bronze or less pitcher or only, pitcher. only relief pitchers versus 
righties only. Andrew, <laughs> like <something> crazy. <laughs> Andrew Heaney pitches for every team. Yeah. <laughs> they do this in like in like Florida high school football. If you have a tie, they all play like a half game against each. Like it's like three teams all play one half. Just do that. <laughs> That'd be nuts. I hope this doesn't happen, but I hope I it mean, does. You can me? That'd be mayhem. I just want to make it first, I, but yeah, I, I agree. If it, if no, it I were hope, to happen, we make it. But like, I mean, if, if we, we don't happen, sweep the Blue Jays, then I'm okay with it happening. Yeah, let's get fucking nuts if we don't sweep the Blue Jays. <laughs> I don't or even at least care. win at least win two of them. With I the, haven't really considered that we have the hardest schedule though. That's kind of fucked. See, and here's the thing too that we've been talking about for a while is that like you know maybe the the Rays don't have much to play for. They still would love no, to they spoil. Do. They don't care. They they know they don't want to face us. There's no way. Also, I mean, we have thrown more than one ball inside to a raise player. So if there's one team, Kevin Cash would spend his entire bullpen and starters and risk injury to try and beat us just so, you know, Clay Holmes doesn't throw a sinker inside at one of his guys. Well, the thing is they can though because they can they don't have to play wild card. They can wait. So they 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 have the benefit of being able to do that. We have to do it because we got to make the playoffs, but it's one team that that would would love to see us fail. It's it's them. Ooh, speaking of which, just real quick, just to get back into like actual serious talk, how awesome is it that we have Sevy that is just yes. as good as he was out of the bullpen now? I take back everything I said about not wanting him to come out of the bullpen. Good. Uh, small foolish. sample size, or are you guys confident about that? Oh, hush, Damien. I, I'm, 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 I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. I think the small sample size thing is like a legitimate thing, but I'm willing to roll the dice on it. Like we have to. Wow, that's, that's coming from Murphy too. The adventure that's of small coming sample from, size. Yeah, Sergeant Small Group. Small <laughs> sample size. So Murph, Murph. So would you say any outlook of Sevi has changed for you? Like, what what do you ex- playoff game? Uh, Cole gets pulled in the second inning. Horrible situation. How many innings do you want to lose Severino? And is, I think, he the, is he the first that you're calling out? So, like, all right, let's say he does. It depends. I mean. <laughs> no, like, no so let's, I'm, saying, I'm saying let's, like, dissect this two different ways. Because I don't – I mean, situationally, obviously, it depends. I don't really necessarily think I'm calling out him first. But if he is in, I think you run him until he starts struggling. Because he's a starter. He know, he can throw a lot of innings. If he throws – if he can throw five innings, throw him five innings. But he hasn't thrown more than, like, two, has he? No. Are you saying if Cole gets like shelled early? Yeah. Oh, why not even like what if it's a close game and Cole's run his pitch count up? This would be my well, not ideal scenario, but ideal bad scenarios. Cole's gone like five, his pitch counts way up, and then you just get Sevy and King to kind of bridge the gap to Loisega and Chapman. Boom. Life's good. Where so why is he the- coming back? See, this I also depends so. if it's a wild card game or a series game. And was there, one, was there a game 163 before or 164? Yeah, there's a we're lot talking, of depends on that. We're talking just a strict, what? A stand, uh, a normal, just strictly one game wild card. Do you trust Sevy enough in that situation? I think from what we've seen, I Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I believe... Lawazga could be activated by tomorrow. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying. No, to that you. that'd be great because I would love to see him pitch before the playoffs. That that was the rumor on on that app called Twitter. So, so much on there is false. <laughs> so, who said it? And it was a, it was a real person. It wasn't like I'm, I only it wasn't like hoodie hoodie lasagna. No, no, it was like <laughs> it was someone with a check mark. That's all that matters. Are you yeah. talking about Lewis ago? Yeah. He had a good bullpen, they said. He was throwing like 120 feet, so that's cool. I thought you were going to say 100 and something miles an hour, and I was going to say, great, sounds like be he's fucking good. sick. It'd be like Mike King throwing mid, mid-90s, mid and then he just comes back off, off whatever injury he had, and he throws 98 now. I just realized that Heaney's still on the team. Who? Heaney? Yeah. Shouldn't be. I'm so happy he hasn't pitched. I, I stand by that. Yet? I stand by that. He, no, because he hasn't been cut because he's going to be the automatic pitcher for every team in that round-robin Field of Dreams game. Yeah, it's just going to be 17 to 16 in every game. In other injury news, Jameson Tyone is pitching tomorrow. Scary. So, huge. 
For the Toronto series, it is Tuesday, J-Mo Tyone, Wednesday, Garrett Cole, Thursday, Corey Kluber. That is that is the rotation I, that we signed up for at the beginning of the season, and I'm very happy to see that they are intact. It took a little bit of nooks and, nicks and, nicks and whatever. And Not nooks and crannies. I was going to say that, but I knew it wasn't right. Bumps and nicks. Bumps and nicks along the way, and uh, we made it, I guess. Bumps and measles. I don't know what you just said, but we made it, and hopefully they they stay. What do you rate the finger? What are you doing with the finger? I'm giving the finger to help back up Damon's blue check mark. It was Brendan Cuddy. Oh said yeah, he, confirmed. Uh, okay. Reliable source. Yeah. Yes, very reliable that Louise could could make his return against the Blue Jays. That would be huge, electric even. While we're also on the topic of injuries. Let's just talk about uh, that judge pinky situation. I don't want to hear it. So he apparently dislocated his pinky, sliding into second. Who needs a pinky anyway, though? Like, literally cut it off. He doesn't need it. Be like JPP. Just tape it it to your (laughs) other finger and let it ride. I want want Aaron Judge to be the... I mean, JPP is no longer in New York, so we need... We lost the gap from both Strahan not playing anymore and Judge fixing his gap tooth... We need the the club hand. No, <laughs> dear God. Keep it, all fireworks tape it away to the from bat. Aaron Tape his whole hand to the bat. Let him run around. Yeah. Like, like, like Howie from Benchwarmers. <laughs> just Aaron Judge right just the with, the, with the bat taped to his hands. I mean, this no, it actually does matter. Wait, nothing. which pinky is it, though? Is it his top hand or his bottom hand? I feel it's like his, that kind of matters. It's his left hand. hand. It's his left hand. That's his bottom hand. That's a little bit more problematic, I feel like. No, it's because not. he doesn't throw with that hand. Yeah, but I'm thinking swing. I don't know. Fucking tape it. It's fine. No, I'm sure he's fine. I know. He's fine. No, tape that motherfucker to where it's numb. You're fucking fine. Also, he popped it back in. He's good to go. It's it's fine. You don't need a pinky. Aaron Judge played with a collapsed lung. He's fine. Yeah, you don't need a fucking pinky. Three broken ribs and a collapsed lung. He can live with a broken, non-dominant pinky finger. I haven't broken. It's just out of place. He put it back in. It's fine. I would argue that a pinky is the least important body part. I'd say pinky toe, but I agree. I'd like I disagree with that. Yeah, you gotta you, you lose your balance to be another pinky toe. It also depends on the person, like for least important body part. Like obviously Chandler doesn't need a dick. Jim Abbott got two hits Boo. with one hand, so uh, good one, Luke. Boo. Yeah. I was what expecting more I was expecting more laughs about that one, but uh, I honestly didn't even hear you, but sorry, it was we're on the tape. I hope the people at home were laughing at that. <laughs> David just looked Luke just dead in the eye. <laughs> Stone face. Uh, Yikes. Who's pitching this series? I literally just oh. finished t- saying it. No, that was the other thing I meant to mention, though. I like where Cole's <laughs> pitching as it pertains to moving well, he's into the second, potential right? games. J-Mo, J-Mo, Cole, Cole I knew that. Yeah, I'll pay attention. Good morning. In our the little video situation, of Cole's uh, kid, Caden, like sweeping the floor. Yeah, to that was so cool. New York, that just made my entire life. I don't care if they lose every game. I've seen that now. I'm happy. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's Eric Cole just family. loves being a Yankee. I love it. His whole family is all for the team. So am I. I like to consider I mean, myself part of his family. So let's move on. So there was a few bad things that obviously happened. Let's let's. Deep, deep dive a little bit more into the... I'm not going to play the music or anything like that because really there wasn't really that many uh, not situations other than those pop-ups and Wade getting caught stealing twice. So let's talk about those things. The pop-ups, I mean, there's not really much to dive into about that. My heart was in my stomach and that's it. I don't foresee that being an issue to going forward because they're two gold glovers. I mean, this team has been sloppy all year, and that's just kind of a, a microcosm of this year. But, like, with the Wade stuff, I think there's more more meat on the bones here to talk about. Like, th- those caught stealings were so bad. Like, he, what the fuck was the no-slide situation on that first one? Did he think he walked? No, well, the, the announcers were saying that they think that Iglesias was telling, like, like, he didn't do anything. Like though. signaling to that that it was a walk, like trying to play mind games with him, which totally didn't happen. I think Wade. This is the more likely scenario. I think Wade thought that the ball got past him, so he was like turning to run towards third already, so he didn't slide, and then he just got kind of crossed up. In which case, like, still fucking slide, still run and figure it out. Unless you saw the ball physically roll to the wall, don't go to third. 
I mean, it's just a little bit fucking ridiculous. You're the fast. You're supposed to be the base stealer, and you get caught stealing twice in two pivotal moments. Role. You have one job on the team. I I honestly don't. I was trying to think of excuses for him, but the like if you think that the if you think that the ball's gonna be hit and you're like rounding to go to third, I feel like you would have had different movement. Like he was literally like stopping. Like there was no not gonna be a play. It looked like he just like to me the only thing that makes sense is if he thought he walked. Like, but he either like, that or he just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Either way, I think regardless of the situation, he should have sl- he should have slid. Bitch. Do you think that those two caught ceilings have any implication on his role for the rest of the season in the playoffs? No, no, he's, the he's only still guy the fast guy. Who you don't think you don't think Gardner? You have to steal in the playoffs. No way. He's a bench guy that's fast. That's his role, and that's what he's going to be doing. I mean, he has he's, one job, and they're not going to cut him. If he's going to get caught stealing, do you pick up? Do you bring up some guy like Greg Allen, who's genuinely faster than him, and he's just a base no. stealer? No, they're not going. I don't to. think that's even a conversation. There, he's not going to lose his role over that. It doesn't. No, I don't. I don't think he should. I was just. There's nothing up. that. There's nothing that Tyler Wade could do where he loses his role. No, and I really don't think – I hope he doesn't because I like Tyler Wade and, and the versatility he brings. I just thought I'd bring it up to you guys because those were fucking egregious. It was the second one wasn't watch. egregious. He just got caught stealing. The first one was just stupid. Also, funny thing about that too, it, I thought it was just hilarious that Vasquez did – did you see the little finger guns thing he did after the first one after he fully didn't – like that was on Wade, not on his arm. Like he didn't – he he was he didn't like gun him out like he had like oh what a great fucking missile by Christian Vasquez like no Tyler Wade just fucked up and didn't slide that's not a that does not that's not cause for finger guns in my opinion I don't know I saw those people reacting to that and I thought it was pretty stupid like the guys were just excited they got they got him out what I he just went the pew 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 I feel like you don't pew pew unless. That'd be like if I don't know. Uh, I think it's a little stupid to. You think if Gary did that, people people wouldn't be like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" No, it's still like an idiot. That'd be like, like the <laughs> finger guns after it hit after the pop up that hit Gallo in the knee, and then say like yeah. if Schwarber was safe at second if he got up and like, yes, but you're still excited of because of the moment, and that's what I'm saying. It'd be like Schwarber pimping that. Yeah, that's exactly what that'd be. I don't know. Damon, stop sticking up for Red Sox. I'm not sticking up for anybody. I'm just saying the guy's arguably happy. the ugliest Red Sox too. By the way, he's hideous. Like he's the up worst. there with Verdugo. I, he's Verdugo's got kind of, he's got yeah Verdugo. he's got some swag, but he's still ugly. He's got like the ugly it's swag, like fake swag. Yeah, yeah. No, Vasquez is just ugly and round. He looks I like would a say all in all, pretty yeah. ugly Red Sox team. They've yeah. always been an ugly team. I feel like. Yeah, they're, they're not a bunch of lookers. That's why they had to get rid of Benintendi. It's the Boston way. They got to look all rugged. Yeah, they all have to look like construction workers. Yeah, it's the blue collar. <laughs> like blue collar. Yeah. I couldn't pick Bean Bobby Dahlback out of a lineup like of six guys, but I can tell you Bobby Dahlback sounds like he punches his time card. It's Bobby fucking Dahlback. Yeah. He punches the time oh, card at the right, steel man. mill. <laughs> That's such a good name to say with a Boston accent. Bobby Dahlback. Yeah. Bobby Dahlback. <laughs> yes, the Dude, fuck in between it, and Dunkin' Donuts. Bobby fucking Dahlback. <laughs> you bring my dunks, Kike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this team. I I hope we play them in the wild card. I do too. That I, I hope mean, we. I hope we host them. This is them good for, for baseball card. if we host them for the wild card. It won't be good for baseball if we lose, and then I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that's gonna be a. I, but we're not going to. Not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm put not that emotionally out. ready for that yet. I don't no. think I'll ever recover from this. Just because my my hopes have been up and down and up and down, and they're at this point right now after this season, this this uh, this series, I am fully in the camp of like we can actually this is probably the first time since opening day that I've genuinely thought that we could there's a chance that we can make a run. We've said that like three times. No, no 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 but like genuinely like believe two. it. Like believed it. Because we're getting hot at the right time. Like the Cardinals right now could make a fucking storybook run like the Nationals did back in twenty 
19. 19. So, I mean, if we get hot right now, who the fuck knows? And, and it's not just, like, getting hot as the Nationals. It's getting, like, the team that it really isn't that good on paper. It's getting hot as a team that has the high, one of the highest payrolls and a team that was favored initially. So, like, when you look at all those things, I think our chances are, are pretty decent. I would, I would honestly be interested to see, on the day of the wild card, if we continue to play like this, what the odds are for us to win the World Series. Because I, th- I think Vegas would... Be low. Like, low odds or low payout? Like low probability of us winning the World Series. I think, yeah, yeah no, they're they're, they're going to be skewed because of the wild card, and then they'll go up and adjust from there. But I like we're dogs in every series. I think win, win the wild card. Just win the wild card and go from there. Make the wild card. Make the fucking wild card. God, <laughs> if they miss the wild card, I baby would. steps, baby steps, dude. I mean, just take the Blue two. Jays. That's the first step. Yeah. Yo, tomorrow's a big game, I feel like, because yeah, it's mad. <laughs> yeah. well, no, no, no. Okay, okay. It definitely okay. is birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I think I came to this conclusion. I think tomorrow might be a big game. Yeah. I feel like these last no. six just <laughs> really no, have a fine. big I didn't have swing. Point. <laughs> Go for it, Murph. What are you saying? No, I just meant, like, it, it kind of tells, like, is this the actual way that the team's going right now, or is it the hot-cold thing? Because if we lose to Toronto tomorrow, then all of a sudden – I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe every game's a big game. Oh, no, it is. The we, we're telling you every series, game's but a like, big game. <laughs> you know, it's just a tone. Like, yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a tone setter, yes. Because to think about this way. Thank we you. win tomorrow. We keep the momentum going. Then Cole pitches the following day. Keep the momentum going. Like, it's, you know, we got to just keep the whole thing moving. That's the big name of the game. Not Do to mention have... that it's Tyone. Then we have Nestor, so... He's the if you lose two, then you have the guy who stops the bleeding there at the end. We haven't even Jack talked man. about Domingo. He didn't pitch yet, did he? No. Eh, who cares? I, yeah, no. I care. I mean, he's a pretty big piece of this team, I and mean, he's going to be very important down the stretch. He, like I said before, he is one person that would. He's one more person that would keep Heaney out. So okay, I'm back in now. I mean, if he's <laughs> one extra person. Loisga coming back as well would be in one more person who's obviously good, but he's one extra link away from Heaney. So, do you think the players on the Yankees hate Heaney? Yeah, as much I think as so. We do? I think they do. Like, there's just no way that he can like hold his head up high in the dugout. Yeah, no, they don't like, like him. Judge isn't hitting his home run and going and high fiving Andrew Heaney. That's all I'm saying. I think he is, but it's like a. Ugh. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like we do a high big five. jump one of these, and then it's like, oh fuck! Here's here's Drew in the corner. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if I would be shocked if Stanton does one of those like like cement taps on the head they did to Glaber to Tahini, but like ten times harder. I would love just him slaps to just assault everyone out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's out of excitement though, so it doesn't count as assault. Hey, Giancarlo, nice hit. Okay, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking him and Judge tabletop him. Man would hate that. That's poor guy. It'd be like a bullying scandal, like the Richie Incognito thing, but they just bully, <laughs> they just bully Andrew. For good All reason, right. though. That's enough of this nonsense again. Uh, yeah, uh, as Murph said, he just put he brought it to our attention that these next few games are pretty big. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, now that I'm aware of that, I'll, be, I'll make sure to tune in. And you guys, you guys should also be tuning into those important games. Um, there's six games left. They're all important. And if you like this podcast, it would be important if you gave us a five-star review on iTunes. I would appreciate that. We all would appreciate it. And make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube. Just search up Bronx Pinstripes on YouTube, and that is where you will catch the live episodes the night before. If that's something that interests you, go Yanks. Peace.
Take care. 